0: good morning good afternoon and good evening everybody wherever you are in the world welcome to our mental health awareness show right here at selfdiscoverymedia.com i'm your host sarah troy and my guest today is kevin kuchta we're going to be talking about a wonderful program that he's put together it's a A software program that is so brilliant is the first response mental health technology organization dedicated to mental health and wellness solutions and it provides um, Proactive peer support that works alongside the EMC, the police, the fire, the corrections, the military, the hospitals, among many other organizations. To benefit from the peer support model. Kevin's background is in product management business and strategy analysis and project management. His goal is to assist organizations in applying measurable processes to support their members' mental health. He believes that when organizations utilize proactive strategies with their mental health resources, they will not only increase their overall well-being of the members, but they will increase the organization's bottom line. Right now, we are seeing fires galore going across um, California. Portland, Seattle. We're seeing floods elsewhere. We're seeing chaos and havoc everywhere. And our poor first responders have been on the front lines now. They were already overstretched before COVID set in and then COVID stepped in and uh, they got overstretched even more. And the statistics of Of suicide of breakdown of people walking away from a profession they love because they can't do it anymore is is out of proportion. We can't blame them for doing that because who is there supporting the caregivers who is there supporting the people that are on the front lines that face what they face every single day. And sometimes it can be a little bit of a stigma for them to ask for help. After all, they're there to help everyone else and they're not always very good at asking for help. So he's come to, come up with this beautiful program that brings the peers together. And this is what we're going to be talking all about supporting our caregivers. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, I know you're traveling a great deal right now. Very, very brave. And I also know that from our previous conversation that this wasn't something that you were kind of, oh, I'm going to go and do this. This was something that kind of you saw a need for, uh, mm-hmm. through the observations of uh, of seeing how many suicides were out there and feeling that you had to do something about it. And, and of course, it's, it's developed its own whirlwind now, hasn't it? Let's talk a little bit about, you know, the the frontline workers out there right now and the stress and the strain that they go over because we just don't even know a a small amount of the magnitude of what they deal with, do we?
1: Oh yeah. It's um, for me, it's, it's definitely been, uh, um, I I would say I've been humbled to get to know a lot of the frontline workers Mm -hmm. out there and uh, the amount of dedication they have, despite uh, some of their struggles, whether it be personal or the struggles that happen on the job and i um, just seeing the strength in so many people and what they're doing and uh, um, and like you said there's many that are are needing that time off or needing to take a, a different career choice right now but uh, but for the ones that are sticking out and the ones who have put their time in it's they're pretty impressive people I've been meeting.
0: Yeah, yeah. um you, you know, we watched the TV shows, uh, you know. ER and this and that, and all, you know, the the chaos that goes on in the front there. And, you know, it's rather like an actor's world. You see all the action and it's take one, take two, but the amount of sitting around. Well, at the present moment, there's not an awful lot of sitting around and regrouping themselves, is it? It just seems to be one thing after the other. And especially, let's take the firefighters right now. These guys are working like 60 hours straight and they're breathing in all of that. and, And it's so frustrating for them because they're not managing to kind of stay on top of it and the wind blows it this way and that way and you know that the frustration there is eating at them because they want to put this fire out they want to save lives and save homes and very often they take that home with them don't they when they get to go home
1: yeah and uh, yeah i guess actually i was i was um i was just in new york about let's see three weeks ago and i got an insight because i my first impression was because a lot of the stress on on the frontline workers whether it be a paramedic or fire or the, or the police force. And, um, and someone gave me some insight. They, they said, when there's stressful times like this, it actually pulls out that helper um, that, because generally these are helpers at mm-hmm. that get into this field and they usually have an adventurous side and actually it motivates them. They actually, the majority I'm talking, the majority, actually, it, it gives them energy and they actually focus and they, they're able to put that 60, 70 hours in. And, um, but it catches up to you. Yeah. And, uh, and it also, um, it, it also, um, I would say in, uh, enables or say a weakness when you're an engaged type personality and you're a helper that um, if there's any weaknesses in some of the other variables of your life, whether it be your family, yes. um, relationships with your family and um, relationships with your children, your family, your neighbors, um, maybe your community groups um, you, you leave those behind. And so if you're engaged for a long period of time, and this is usually if it's like two or three weeks, but in this case, it's been almost a half a year. Yeah. And, and and the end, doesn't look like it's coming. Um, the more disconnection you have from some of those other variables in your life. Um, cause in some cases, first responders aren't able to go home to their families, their families yes. are positioned to other places. And you, when you build that disconnect, um, um, it's more the aftermath uh, it's actually when things start to calm down that the worry points mm. like that. it's when when things get better for all of us is when a lot of the first responders um, a lot of predictions on hitting the wall and some are hitting that right now yeah and so um, but uh, but even more so when that and when the, the problem has subside, subsided subsided um, then the energy is not there return back to to your other variables in your life and that some of those may have been broken down or not maintained and um yeah yeah, so it's a worry as far as the holistic person that's where where some could be heading right now
0: right i mean i've interviewed an awful lot of veterans and you know um Uh, some of them have admitted they were adrenaline junkies and they kept going back and signing up and signing up again because they knew where they stood there you know a split second and they had to make a decision and they had the camaraderie of of their people the peers right then they come back home and they're still on that alert on that adrenaline and they don't know how to calm down and they don't know how to integrate because they're not the same people that Initially went out and everybody expects them to go back to normal. They don't know what normal is And so this is where the post-traumatic stress uh, comes out This is where you see the breakups because they don't know how to you know, what's the? unwind and kind of get back into into a kind of a more regular rhythm and that's a lot to do with anybody that's on the forefront of any crisis isn't it they're there in that moment and you need them in that moment because that's when they're thinking that's when they're doing you know these are the people you need but what about afterwards they can't just switch that off
1: yeah yeah. right
0: and And so it's reinforced
1: and those those behaviors on the job are reinforced Mm -hmm. like someone who is a go-getter and gets out there and puts those hours in, you get the you get the affirmation and you get, so, so um, when you're, when a certain behavior is affirmed, 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 and then you go home and that's not necessarily the behavior you should be doing at home. Yes. (laughs) And so you're wondering why you're not getting, and so, yeah, so yeah. And that's, and so for, for some individuals, um, depending on the field too, like when we say first responders, I I don't want to lump them all into one bucket. Mm -hmm because there's very specific contextual issues, whether it be fire, EMS, or police or hospitals, um, very specific to each. There are some general issues, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I'd say each each grouping has their own specific needs. And yeah.
0: You know, I mean, you know, right now, obviously, with the police force, you've got you know the hate brigade out there and you know unfortunately a few bad apples have tarnished you know everybody and that is not the case there are many many great uh, police force out there who don't want to be tarnished by you know the the bad image um and then now not only are they fighting and stepping up with, against the crime but they're also not having to fight the image that's been imposed upon them and you know we we forget the physical stress that's out there, but it's the emotional stress that really is the one that breaks everybody down. They're used to the physical, like a sports person is, but yeah. the emotional stress can just eat away at them, can't they, until sometimes it just gets too
1: much. Yeah, and, and like I said, there's often multiple variables. Like mm-hmm. uh, if, like I know when I go climbing it, with my kids, I always say like, keep three points while you're climbing. Cause if your hand slips, at least two of the other points like your, your, mm-hmm. two, your hands who can, can catch you. And um, so trauma on the job and, and crisis is, is one of those points where you could it could create a weakness if, if your job has crisis and trauma events in there. Um, but even your relationship with your bosses or your, your, your superiors, if, if, if say that you feel like they're not behind you, that always, yeah. and, and, and that goes for any job. If, if, if you have a stressful job, sometimes you can get through that if you know your, your supervisors are behind you and yeah. they're affirmative. And then there's the community and your mm-hmm. family. Um, so you can have a stressful job, trauma, but if you have a community that supports you and, and, or you have supervisors. But any of these points, when you start to lose two or three of them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, it's, it's and it, it, yeah, so it's, it's, so some, in some cases, like I said, specific, you're, you mentioned the police force. Um, some of them are losing two or three of those. Um, yes. um, and, some, and sometimes it's right internal within the family, whether it be a, a, a friend of, of your daughter's or, yep. or, or even one of your daughters that sometimes uh has their view has changed of who you are based mm-hmm. upon something that's happened across the country
0: right yeah and, and i think it's hard for a family to understand you know you're you're coming home with that burden you know a paramedic a paramedic has seen a horrific crash Mm-hmm. mangled bodies, you know, in the hospital, they're seeing people know, you know, gasping for breath with the COVID and the police see horrific things of what people are doing to one another. And if they don't talk about it, if they don't, def, you know, um, I, there's a word that's back there, and it's not coming to the forefront, but it will come up eventually. But they need to talk about it in order to release it. If mm. not, they bottle it up and bottle it up, and at some point it will explode. And this is why you know you see suicides, you see divorce, but you also see domestic violence mm. that goes on. And it's not wasn't in their nature because they're the caregivers or the forefront people, but it's just that they don't know how to handle it. And mm. in a lot of cases they're too scared to go and talk to someone aren't they because yeah. they don't want it to be put on their record that they had a, a moment of weakness or needed support and they feel that then will be held against them so yeah. they don't talk at all
1: yeah and for the average person like i often will use an analogy that's not please paramedic fire. i'll use something like a minister you can imagine mm-hmm. a minister having to tell their congregation that they're struggling
2: yes
1: uh, so your job security is online and mm-hmm. so but with that and so, um, with a police officer, and uh, whether you're a paramedic, and depending on the, you're, you're looking for your next promotion, um, you don't want to show a sign of weakness. And, yes. Uh, and and who do I trust with my right. organization? Because often, yeah, often uh, not everyone's on. You don't know who's on your side. And,
0: uh, yes. In the case
1: yeah. of a police officer, I had a really good quote from uh, the St. Paul, uh, Minneapolis um, peer support lead there, uh, Brian Casey is an amazing guy. Um, but, uh, with a police officer, they walk up to every incident, um, skeptical mm. you can't come flat footed because something could happen. Yeah. So you have to come a bit skeptical and that gets reinforced quite often because you were glad you did come a bit skeptical up to a car or something like that, because mm. sometimes it's not someone's best intentions aren't on the other side. And so you're glad that you were skeptical. And so that gets reinforced over and over and over again. But now that behavior, mm-hmm home or around you, you're like, I don't know if I trust this territory. Why is she talking to me right now?
0: And yes. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: You become yeah. a sceptical person and um, and it's not wasn't your original
0: mm-hmm.
1: core of who you were. But some of these jobs start to just the, by nature go away at the, them. Yeah. yeah, it starts to form. It reinforces certain thought patterns. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, um, yeah,
0: I mean, you know, we see um, Alcoholics Anonymous you know, how they have that peer group, where, you know, the group meetings and things like this. And and um, there is no judgment there. You, mm-hmm. know, a, you know, everybody's reached a rock bottom. That's why they're there. They're there for the support to, to, to pick themselves back up. But you don't get that same support, um, you know, with others. A, where is the time? B, where, who are the people doing it? There's nowhere for them to go. Mm-hmm. So you saw a need that, They need peers that understand what they're going through. Uh, Everybody at different levels, they've come out of it. They've been there once, they're in it now. They understand what you're going through. Because when people could come together and talk with other people who understand what they're going through, very often, that's all they need, isn't it? Just to be able to talk about it and release it. Because you can't always make sense of something, but at least to know there's somebody there listening
1: Totally. And, and I think you nailed it when you said, um, someone who understands you mm-hmm. So talking is one thing, releasing it, but, but if you're able to talk to someone who understands where you come from and in the case of a lot of these roles, um, um, I know a lot of, uh, paramedics that, that have to spend their first three or four sessions, um, Explaining to the clinician what their role is mm-hmm. and what they have to go through, and so and in some cases, some of the clinicians feel traumatized just by learning about this stuff so that right. they have to go through. And um, so, for them to have access to people who understand their role, yeah. and they they can start from in the first five minutes just start talking about what they're going through without having to explain the peripheral. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think we all desire that when we can meet when we when you meet someone who has a lot of similar struggles you have it's it's a breath of fresh air and you feel more open to share with them
0: an awful lot of the veterans i've interviewed have realized that there wasn't the support group that they needed so they created it Mm. and uh, and you know all a veteran has to do is say i was there I hear you. They know exactly what's going on. They know what that person is going through and they're there for each other because there is that camaraderie of support. And we need to see that support for everyone else out there. And again, you know, uh, nurses and doctors, sometimes the doctors just want to be amongst other doctors to talk about it because mm-hmm. they've got a different face to what they show, you know, yeah. to their nurses and what they talk to, the pa- especially when they lose patients. Hmm. You know because if they've lost someone and and they're frustrated that they've lost someone you know Could I have done something different? It adds up and it adds up and nurses we know are already overworked hmm. Right, and they're not only you know they're the caregivers there with doing everything else But they're the emotional supporters as well of the patients yeah, and yeah. so who supports them? So your peer algorithm here is to put um, Like career and like uh, trauma people together where they can really support one another. Explain more about it.
1: Yeah. So um, uh, when we discovered, uh, like I have a software engineering firm that was a part of uh, a few years ago and uh, uh, we had uh, a a group of paramedics that came into our office and and shared some of what we just talked about. So Mm -hmm. that's when I was awakened to this world of of the struggles they were having. And um, so they, oh, let's see. Actually, the first introduction I had was some of the struggles. But then, but then I, we were looking. at uh, We were asked to look at kind of. Um, actually, I'll jump back to my background. Was what I used to do was measure an organization, whether it be mining, utilities, mm-hmm. and look at their processes, how to optimize them, how to map an algorithm to it, or what can we do to automate that and streamline their processes. And so when we looked at the paramedic organization, we said, "Well, what, what?" components do you guys have because it's not like they're not doing anything what are they right. doing and what works and we, we spent a lot of time talking about lateral support or peer support just you and I just now and so I'm finding there's many organizations that have either volunteer or the or the leadership has actually um, put some effort into helping within an organization whether it be a hospital or a paramedic org uh, an actual peer support team And so, uh, in the, in the case of the paramedics that had come into our office, um, their organization has 300 staff. They had had two, two suicides amongst their staff, um, within a year Mm -hmm. and, um, and, but they had a peer support team, an amazing group of people, um, 25 and we got to meet them and gung ho. And they, they understood what you and I were just talking about, how how people need, need them and, um. They were actually voted upon with their members too. So they weren't just appointed, they were right. appointed. And so a great group. And I'm finding many groups around the United States and Canada that have have that type of group within their organization. But their main pain point, the gap they had was, um, what they were doing was they were putting the phone numbers up on a bulletin board and some in, some, in their case, in some cases they have it in an app where they actually have phone numbers listed and some are on a website. And nobody calls. You're right. And um, nobody reaches out. And so we kind of looked at like the whys. Mm.
2: Why,
1: why are, and, and, and so I actually even looked at myself and looked at even my own friends like, why, why have I never reached out? Like, have mm-hmm. I ever reached out to a counselor? Yeah. And when do I wait before I actually reach out? And, and even more so, how, when do I wait to reach out to a 1 800 number, someone I don't even know? And if you ask your average friend, many people haven't done it and they know they could have at some points, but, and why don't we as humans do that? And, and so I could have got lost in the why's, but we, can't, we kind of came up with a structure that kind of bypasses it. And we said, what if someone called you on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. And, um, what if, what if I were to get a phone call from one of these 25, if I was one of those employees every 90 days and yeah. checking in. And I know that I'm, I'm one of those guys that I, I won't call a number, but Sarah, if you called me and yeah. said, hey, Kevin, I'm going to call you next week and just check in on how you're doing, I'd actually be happy. Let's go yes. for a coffee. And, yes. and if someone takes that initiative in my life, especially even on a good day, when, but if you're struggling, whether it be with anxiety, depression, or something that's hidden, um, you don't want to expose yourself and say, hey, right. I, I want help. Um, it's, if, but if someone says, hey, let's go out and talk, you're actually quite relieved when you have something hidden or something that you know you're struggling with. And And it doesn't feel
0: so institutional either, does it? Like you're talking to the psych person, which is going in my report. No, no, deny, deny. When you're talking to another fellow person that's gone through what you're going through, you know, that talk just uh, goes back and forth and and it becomes such a relief because that person understands what it is you're going through.
1: Yeah, and so having that right person is Mm. one thing, but then having the process of which I connect with that person right, is another right. thing where the roadblock can happen. And so having that person reach out to me yep. on a regular basis. And actually, we we kind of built our, we ha- kind of have three principles we came up with. And uh, I'll, I'll contextualize it with my my family. I'm a single parent with three kids. And for the last 10 years, um, and in hindsight, looking back, even through what we're doing right now, there's there's three R's that we kind of, hold up as our principles, and in an organization. So if you think of my family of four as an organization, as leadership in that organization, um, there's three R's. We have rhythm, responsive and referral. Mm. And so rhythm would be um, we're going to have dinner every day together as a family. Maybe we should sit at the table um, and do something regular, repetitive and create that rhythm in the household. And in my case, that wasn't the case. We didn't have dinner every day. And what we did was we hiked once a week.
0: Mm -hmm. And so it
1: doesn't have to be every day, but something that they can look forward to, they know what's going to
0: happen. Yes, they can count on.
1: And you build that relation, you build in that, almost that foundation of relationship. And so responsive, um, uh, I'm a talker. So if it's after an event, I'm always one of those guys last one to be there. And my kids, being soccer players, are always pulling at me saying, I need to practice. And um, so I used to get upset at them, like, don't interrupt me. I'm talking to Sarah right now. And uh, I, and so I came up with this little mechanism with my kids. i said, so you don't seem rude as bugging me or don't get me upset with telling you to wait. Um, come up to me and hold my hand. Mm-hmm and just kind of put your arm around me, hold my hand. And my kids would always kind of lean up, and my, all my friends thought, oh, they're such nice kids. <laughs> but really, they were just nicely holding my hand because they were like, Dad. Time and, to go,
2: Dad. <laughs> yeah,
1: but they were nicely holding my hand, and, and that's when I would say, oh, Sarah, wait one second, let me talk to my, my kids. So my kids had a mechanism where I would be responsive. So at any moment, they knew they could get my attention. And so they knew the, the, the process to do that. In a way that didn't kind of make them look bad and like interrupting and they didn't look like you know yeah like a, nagging like a, kids and making kids <laughs>
2: yeah and it
1: was great for me and it was great for them it was a good process we came up with. right and so the third is referral um so one of my children is a is a daughter and so i don't have all the answers for my daughter and even my other two and so some parents and i struggle with this feel like they have to solve every single issue. exactly
2: mm-hmm. and but
1: there's sometimes Sarah should talk to my daughter, or Mm -hmm. sometimes there's a counselor sometimes. So in some cases, it's better to refer. Mm -hmm. And so in an organization, and there may be more uh, principles, but these three principles we targeted. um, So with those peer supports, and I can go on and on about it, but you can cut me off, Sarah. No, no, I
0: want you to go. This is what the show is all about. (laughs) We need the peer
2: support.
1: (laughs) We took those 25 peer supports. Let's use that first group. Um, We took the first, those 25 peer supports off the wall and um so we built an app on the front and a system in the back and um so those peer supports um sarah if you were working for them and if i were working for them we would get invited into a a personal app to the organization and you see those 25 peer supports and you unclick anybody you don't feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. so the first step is to build your trusted group and that might be different for you than me and so each individual has their group that is trained because that's a trained group that they trust. And just because they're trained doesn't mean you trust them. You might right. think, oh, I know that guy. I, don't, I know Kevin, if I call him, he'll just talk over me. So I'm not. Yes. <laughs> so um, yeah, so they curate down those people. And then, like I said, those three ways of connection, those three R's. Um, the first way is the organization can choose every 90 days, every 120, um, every every month, some groups, that one of those trusted people are going to get a notification. Actually, so my group of, of, say, 20 will get a notification that Kevin is scheduled for a check-in. And so, Sarah, if you were to commit to it, like, I know Kevin, I'll commit to that. Right. So I don't get 20 phone calls. Right. And so, and so that just makes sure no one falls through the cracks on that side. Now, if you didn't take it, someone else will. So you're not stressed out about it, you know it's a scheduled one. Right. You're, you're busy doing a podcast, someone else can take that one. And um, yeah, so that's the first one. And then the second one is uh, the responsive. So if I'm looking, it'll, uh, there's a button I have that it will say, like, say, in 40 days, someone's going to be calling you. But if you'd like to talk to someone right now, press mm-hmm. the button. So I press the button and the same mechanism happens. A notification goes, but it's a little bit more urgent. It's, right. not, a, it's not a green scheduled one. Everyone gets, Kevin wants to talk right now. Yeah. And um, and then the third is a referral. Um, in my organization, um, I've, when I I've, I've ran an organization for quite a few years, if I saw that someone was struggling being an employer, I, I felt responsible, like I gotta do something. Yes. And, So I want to take them out for lunch or want to take them out for coffee and have that conversation. But if you're an employer, and I found this out actually through this project, if you're an employer, you're actually tempting the person to create a narrative that's a lie. Right, right. (laughs) Yes. They're not going to tell you. facade,
0: right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: If if we have like a conference in New Zealand to go to, uh, our new employee is not going to be saying, oh, I'm not feeling well, because they want to go to that next conference. And um, so so as so referral is there when you're a supervisor um the supervisors or the um anybody yeah, like a, a, a captain or someone depending on the organization um what they can only do they can't see anything in the system for trust for the employee mm-hmm. but they can refer right. so after after a scene if there's four people there they can actually hit their names uh, and refer and it goes out to their trusted team not someone preappointed, appointed and right. uh, Yeah. So those are the three ways that you connect with your peer support and um, how those peer supports are picked. That's a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. Um, Each group is different, but uh, the most common way for those to be picked, that's not our app that we usually take a team, but um, they usually will vote on them. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's a model and I can't recommend because I'm not a mental health expert. Right. I only get to experience and watch what people are doing, but it seems that it seems to be the most common almost the progressive way that people are doing it it's not appointed by the chief or right you um, know but by each other by each other yeah and, uh, and so it's it's pretty cool when you see that um but yeah that, that's so we built this front-end system that's in the everyone's pocket along with resources so that's the the core the core component is just making sure people are face-to-face because mm-hmm. there's lots i can google right now counselor in my area and i'm yeah. gonna find on the map one just down the street, one over here, and I can look at reviews and I can. So people have access to what's out there. It's 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 the face to face. It's someone that you know and trust that says, "Hey, let's look at it together." Like I know I got to do my taxes. <laughs> there's, there's a big difference between doing my ta- knowing I got to do my taxes, and if my mom gives me a call and says, "Hey, Kevin, I'm bringing I'm bringing some tea over. I'm gonna sit there, and tell you to do your taxes." Having someone you trust that's there, man, you can just get it done. Right. And, and so for that first step, it's 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 great to have a peer. I'm a
0: true colors coach as well, you know, the Myers-Briggs, the four key personality traits and that's, you know, where there's always a strong personality trait that leads the way. That is the, the way we perceive things. It's the way we hear, the way we understand. And, you know, this is why I always say it's really good to have in a peer group of any kind, at least. A representative of all each one of those personality traits because you've got somebody that will see it from this point of view. Somebody will see it from that point of view. And if you go and put two people together that are completely opposite and can't speak to each other, then where is the point. So it's somebody who gets that you need to analyze this, because that's the way you are, you know, others may be, you know, I just need to feel it and others, I, you know, what do I do with it and, and the others, where's, you know, where is the root cause of it. So it's knowing who you are, will also help you find the right peer,
2: yeah. all right,
0: somebody that gets what you're saying and mm-hmm. uh, not just from the perspective that they understand that you're all in the same job together, but actually mm-hmm. understands your perception and knows how to address it, but different enough to be able to present another, situ- you know, another perspective to it, because it's not just about listening, but it's also about providing solutions, isn't it?
1: Well, and so, yes, yes. And um, I'll kind of share how how most groups are doing it and it will address what you're saying. Um, a peer support in this context is someone almost, almost someone willing to walk with you while you're struggling. Right. Um, the resource that we're going to call, I'm going to call a, another that solution, an end state solution, uh, might be through a counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, might might be through. Hey, Kevin, you're you're you, you haven't been active in a long time. You've been saying that like you, you like volleyball. There's a volleyball group that meets. The, the resource could even just be just not necessarily right. a mental health group but it right. could be just getting back into the community a part of something it, it could be getting back into a religious faith group mm-hmm. it could be depending on what it is it's very different towards individual so that peer support training because there is training involved um, in that organization in this context is not necessarily i'm going to be your friend right. it's going to be i'm going to walk with you till you get to where you need to go right. the and sounding course,
0: board and the support
1: we're not against people becoming friends, but the, but right. the but the <clears throat> but the goal of that is you are not a counselor, you are not you are not, um, but you are someone. Actually, I have a good story I usually tell at some organizations, um, at least I think it's a good story. Um, that meant something to me. I was speaking in Ottawa at a university, and um, came in. It was going to be at eight o'clock at night. Came in at around seven, thinking I'm early enough and I parked, in Ottawa is very much, if you're from the States, it's, are you from Canada? Or I'm there?
0: Canada, and BC. Oh,
1: yeah. well then, you know, but for anyone who's listening who's from the United States, uh, it's like Washington, it's very hard to get parking when you really? down. Yeah, and so I, had to Vancouver. Park. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to park quite a ways away, it was in winter and I got out of the car and it's nighttime and I'm running with my phone and I was following the blue dot to where I had to go and I was feeling pretty good, I was gonna make it on time and all of a sudden my phone dies I had zero I guess I hadn't had it plugged in right on my car mm-hmm. and my phone's everything like that's where I'm going I don't even know where I am now <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I'm, google
0: my, where I am <laughs> I'm
1: stuck in the middle of Ottawa campus somewhere by the dorms and there was groups of kids like 19 20 year olds and I'm walking up here's this 40 year old guy running up to these young people saying hey does anyone have a charger and I couldn't even get a charger out and they were like, get out of here, like, whatever. Like, they were just kind of like, who's this creepy guy at nighttime coming up to us? <laughs> and I never felt so weirdly. It was just alone and just kind of like my phone's dead for one. And uh, that's a big shocker for, for anyone and uh, that's addicted to their phone. And But in the middle of a place where nobody was willing to help me. And I was right. just running around and like, and nobody understood what I was going through. And, you know, I got a speech coming up down here and da, da. da all these things going on. And all of a sudden this guy, I remember he had red hair carrot top just popped his head out and he goes hey you look lost and and he said i'll go get my jacket and he said something that really meant something to me he said i'll be lost with you and nice. he said i'm new i'm new here too and so he, he i just moved in and so he walked around the campus with me for an hour and i was late like i was right. so late that it was almost over the thing i was going to and uh but and actually it wasn't so bad it was stressful but wasn't so bad yeah it would, and we went to the wrong places and laughed about it and walked around. He wasn't an expert. He was probably the least, he was, he was probably as lost as I was. <laughs> but someone who was actually, back to lateral, he was actually at that moment, my peer, who was yeah. lost and lost, and, and was, I'm willing to walk with you. And so someone in the peer support in these roles within the organization, they're not the counselor, they're not the resource. Right. They're not right. the right place to get to. They're not the they're person almost, you
0: refer to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's someone that you're actually going to be with that person. Because often you go to a counselor. They're not the right one. Right. The right match. Tell me and, about
0: your mother. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but for
1: some people, that might be good. you right, so, <laughs> so or right. I've always and, ended
0: up counseling the counselor, actually.
1: So. <laughs> and, but who knows everyone's so unique and wh- yeah. that's why there's so many types of resources out there. Yeah. And because, because people are unique. And so not
0: one size fits all, right?
1: Totally. And um, so whether it be diving or whether it be finding support, um, having that peer support walk with you. And so what we've done is we've systematized that so that no one falls to their cracks. And so mm-hmm. we want to take that redhead guy. Cause there's a, usually a redhead, one of those guys in every organization <laughs> and they're tired. Like I'll go yeah. into a, a, a hospital or a police force or a paramedic organization and there's always that guy and he's doing everything.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. he's tired. He's, yeah. he's spending his eight hours on the job and his next eight hours running around trying to help people he knows are struggling with an organization and doing an amazing job at it, but it's distributing it and, and, and training others to do the same.
2: And right. uh, there's all, a,
1: lot of, a lot of people who want to Want, but they just need a system, and how, how, how do you just train me how to do this? How, right. Train me how to be like that guy with who popped right. his head out.
0: And, and yeah. we don't want it all to be a burden on one person's shoulders, because next thing you know, he's the person that needs support, right? So oh, yeah. you know, it's yeah. that when we distribute it, and it's uh, it is um, many people getting lost for someone just being that sounding board. Sometimes it's just even a hug. Right. You know, to know that you count that you're being heard and, oh, you know, like, thank you for letting me say that, you know, just because it needed to be said, but you didn't know who to say it to. And your mirror wasn't responding back, you know, and sometimes you just need to get it off your chest and then it's spent. It's done. It's okay. I feel better now. I've got it out there. And, you know, having someone say, I've got you, mate. I've got you. Right. Yeah. And isn't that what we all want in life? We want to know that there's somebody that we can do that to without any judgment
2: totally. with,
0: you know, without any, um, uh, you know, anything coming back other than just support. I've yeah. got you. Yeah. Totally. I mean, those are huge words to say to someone. I've got you.
1: Yeah. And to find that within the organization that you spend most of your life in, mm-hmm. like you spend more time at your job than most other places. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and for most people, that, that's where their community is. And so there's almost a responsibility um, in, in that organization to actually help. Responsibility sounds heavy handed, yeah. um, but I would say opportunity. There's an opportunity for that, that organization to, to take that and actually um, build that community group. Um, uh, yeah, so, it's, so what we're doing is, again, there's critical instances where counselors can help mm-hmm. out and, and, uh, Well, but when then, you see a
0: red flag, when you know that this is, uh, this is deeper than what I can go with, this probably, needs a referral, yeah. right? Cause yeah. you want to catch the person before the person goes and does something rash. Right.
1: And actually, and usually when people are right now in an organization, like I said, if you or I won't reach out until things are really bad, they're usually reaching out when they're already losing their job. Mm. they're on leave, They're on long-term disability or short-term disability or, there's been a, a bad incident in their own life, or, yeah. whatever, or whether it's a divorce or this or this, there's, there's many things that happen when they finally reach out. But if we can catch people earlier on, because once they hit that counsellor, the most common thing I get from counsellors is if we can catch them earlier, mm. if I only could talk to them two years ago, yeah. we could have prevented that divorce. We could have prevented yeah. that, that incident where abuse or what, whatever they were doing, it was all triggered by this one thing. And now they have all this collateral damage to come through. Uh, so there's, there's, there's more work to be done than the original thing. Yeah. There, so, was,
0: there was yeah. one thing that one of the veterans uh, said, that it was um, um, both of these uh, veterans have been divorced beforehand and then they had found each other. And you know, one of the things he had to learn was that, I'm not a commander in my own home. I am out there. Hmm. You know, in the field or, you know, if you're if you're the fireman or the policeman, you're you're that commander, you're that person in charge. When Mm -hmm. you come home, you have to take that hat off because the spouse has been the commander there. Mm -hmm. you don't go and step on her territory. You ask, how can you help? How can you be a part of it? Right. And it was it was taking off that hat and then realizing that you're on, you know, the the front lines over there facing that. But while you're gone, the 60 hours or the 60 days or whatever the time is, who's on the home front managing everything else there in their own battlefield? And so it's kind of respect for each other's role. And then how can you actually come together where you can merge together in support of one another? And Mm. if people have been supported by peers, it Mm. gives them a better ability to go home and support their spouses. Oh, totally. Right. Totally. Because it's a learned behavior. Somebody's there to listen to me. Mm, I wonder if I listen to my wife, if we would have better communication.
2: Totally.
1: So,
0: you know, it's a trickle down effect of totally. positivity.
1: Yeah. And it's and then, and like, like you're talking about stress at work, bring it mm-hmm. home or structure it. Yeah. But there's, there's tons of other variables, like whether it be substance abuse. Or, yes. Um, or even just certain community. Like uh, actually I, I, I've gone into groups and, and I've heard, and this is not my phrase, I've heard from another hospital that um, one person was like, okay, it's going to take some time to set up a peer support. And um, and they're trying to understand, oh, I, they're kind of arguing with, why do we need to train people and da 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 And then uh, one of the individuals who's, like, who just loves what, what, what's, what's going on said, if you don't provide peer support, like a trained peer support, there already is peer support, but it's not always the healthiest peer support. Right. At two in the morning, when someone needs to talk to someone, it's not always the healthiest person who's up at two in the morning. Right. And yeah. And giving the healthiest advice, and they actually do think they're a counselor, and they're actually <coughs> the mm-hmm. And so, so b- building in a mechanism and a system of trusted people, and building in core principles into an organization, because people will find peer support.
0: Yeah. they they will but as you said it could be the
1: uh, and
0: then there's there's the other people who could take advantage of that as well oh totally that person's down you know this is the time to hit because a little unscrupulous
1: totally because some people who have built in unhealthy behaviors in their lives are looking for 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 other people to join them and uh yes Let's and be, so,
0: let's be miserable together, which is not your point of peer groups, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And actually, and
1: so th- there's a kind of another, uh, like, I, I always like to use my kids because they mean a lot to me. But my daughter ripped her knee in soccer. She was like an amazing soccer player. And um, so that was when I kind of got introduced to this whole field of physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're taking her from a negative five knee, trying to get her back up to where she used to be. And uh, in some cases, she might only get to a na- like a, almost zero but zero being where w- what she normally was right and so i've always thought of physiotherapy as that mm-hmm. just f- finding someone with ptsd and helping right. them get back to zero or um, someone who's been traumatized or someone who has a broken marriage and trying to get them back <laughs> up to normal um but while i was at the physiotherapy with her i see all these other athletes and they don't look hurt and they're just yeah. like doing their thing and i was like what are you guys doing and And that's where I was introduced to performance physiotherapy, Mm -hmm. where people who want to get from zero to 10. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so they're not there because they've been, they've traumatized their knee or their back. They're actually strengthening all their core muscles so that they don't get injured. And so that translated over to community, whether it be a hospital, whether it be a a paramedic, police fire, um, some organizations, there's probably about fifty percent of them, sixty percent of them, will say, "I have no problems." I, I, why, why would we need a program like this?
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and it's always usually the thirty-year-old saying that. Or, you yeah. give them, give them a few incidences or different issues in their life, and that's when they hit the brick wall.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: but it's almost like not, it's not too late, but it is, it's getting to too late when it's hard to build that community after the fact.
0: Yeah, it, there's more work to be done that yeah. way,
1: so proactively, um, proactively building your community's strength, mm-hmm. building those relationships with those peers, and actually builds. It's like it's not about the trauma anymore. It's about building a strong community, yeah. so you're more resilient to those tra- traumas when they come.
0: I mean, anybody that's been through some form of trauma, post traumatic stress of any order. You can get to a point where it no longer manages you, you manage it, but there are always the trigger points. There's always something that will come up and are you equipped to deal with it and you want to know, oh, it's overwhelming. I'm pressing that buzzer. I, I need to talk to somebody about this. They need to, you know, they need to hear me or talk me through this. Um, I rationally, I know that I'm no longer in that situation. Rationally, I know this, but emotionally, I feel I'm right back there. And if you don't have someone you can reach out to and just talk to or have somebody who just talk you down. Be there for support. It can consume someone. And this is why we see somebody who have been doing so well for so long and then suddenly poof. You know, they, they fall off and it's like, but why? And that's because a past trigger came up and they didn't have anywhere to go.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about building this mechanism
2: mm-hmm.
1: within an organization. And uh, we have several, uh, I would say paramedic, some fire, we have some police. Um, we now are moving into the hospitals. And, and when I say that moving into like, we're just getting invited into groups right. to set them up. And it's pretty exciting with uh, watching it being used. And, and I'll be frank, I've, I've built software systems before and you build it in, in a lab and you go, I wonder if this is going to work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's <laughs> cool it's, when you see it does, right? <laughs> and and,
1: and it's, always, it's terrible when after you're like, wow, that's amazing. And yeah. like, why are you surprised you built it? But, but, <laughs> actually, but when you build in the human dynamic into a system, Sometimes it, sometimes it's good in the lab, but it doesn't work well when it goes out. Right. But it's really exciting to see um, uh, the, the real measurements that, that come out of this, where how many check-ins are happening a month.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, our system is de-identified, and we don't see these stats. It's right. actually each organization. And so once in a while, they will share with us some success because they, they can use those stats to raise funding. Um, yeah. There's been 60 connections this week and um, so many uh, reach-outs and... they're able to even look at times of how long does it take when someone asks for support? How long is it average taking their peer supports to answer that call? Right. And so, um, so they're able to encourage their peer supports and say, great job guys. And, but, but to watch how it actually builds up that peer support team and some feedback we get from those peer supports. Remember that was original 25 where um, before your job, you got trained, you're ready to help people and no one's calling you. Mm. You know, eight months later, you're just like, why did I even do this? And don't no yeah. even. Has. Where now, those groups that have volunteered for those positions enjoy actually mm-hmm. that making that phone call and checking in on people. So it gives them an actual uh, role to do with the very thing they were trained to do. Right. And, and
0: yeah. we, we're seeing. I mean, this is quite honestly something that we need to see not just, you know, with our forefront first responders who have been our heroes during this COVID time. Mm. It has been, you know, the bus driver, the truck drivers, the uh, the grocery workers, you know, all the people that everybody's taken for granted. You know, without them, we would have been hungry. We wouldn't have got anywhere. And, you know, we mm. realize, you know, for an awful lot of them, they're risking their health out there but they have to work to provide their family and to make sure that everybody else has food and so the stress isn't always on the on the people that are out there in the forefront so everything in life is an algorithm everything everything is a rhythm Mm -hmm. and the if we tap into that rhythm and we feel at home with it we're now in flow right Mm -hmm. we're in sync and when you're in sync with something you feel supported Mm. And, and it gathers more algorithms and more flow around you because it just kind of ripples out. So this is this is something that I think should be in schools, yeah. <laughs> teacher support, most certainly, right? Because our teachers, well, everybody's bowing down to them right now after doing homeschooling, right? Um, yeah. But we should also see it obviously with counselors and, and we should see it... Um, Uh, You know, with the prison force, there's so many areas that we should see this with because, you know, it's it's something that could be adaptable and adoptable by any industry and really the stitch in time. Mm -hmm. If you get there and you support someone and make them feel supported and heard and there is that peer group being there for each other, you're not going to have so much time of people, you know, crashing and burning. committing suicide, being sick, because we also know that stress brings on disease. And now you've got all the heart cancer and everything else problems along with it. So if you're there to support people right in the in the beginning, and, and all the way through, you're going to see much more productivity going on in in whatever industry that you're in. So uh, this really needs to branch out anywhere, anywhere, there's an organization that people need to be supported.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, and it's funny, you're saying that, like, even though in on our website or um, in most most discussions I have out there, we talk about first responders and especially the name of our organization, First mm-hmm. Response Mental Health. And um, but it's surprising how many groups have recognized yep. that and have reached out. And we have we have um, teachers groups. Um, mm-hmm. We have a school board who just got set up with their with their with their team. And so I don't talk about it a lot, but we have a treatment facility that that's yeah. their adult treatment uh, that if they, they could use it. With, amongst the uh, their alumni and yeah. their existing, their existing people, and almost like an AA type setting, but formalizing an actual system and creating a process for them. And so, at this point, we're working with whoever wants wants to work with because it's white labeled, and yeah. in, in our world, that means you just scrub the title and you just throw on your thing, right?
0: Exactly. Just,
1: yeah. And so, groups that want to to have a system in place. Um, because really the big jobs on their hands now is creating that peer team and we can support them. We have lots of third party groups that are amazing. Um, some nonprofit counselors, some, there's so many groups, depending on the org type of organization yeah. that we come in contact with, that we can help them get set up with a, a team to help them set up a peer team within the organization. And then our system just maps to that. And, uh, helps
0: them i mean it goes even beyond kind of just the support and people having a talk i I had on recently um a school counselor a, a school psychologist and she's saying we're in new territory ourselves we're navigating day by day what's going on. And now we're having to kind of try and be a step ahead to know how to you know, uh, navigate the children through it and the teachers through it. And right. so I could see this being, you know, the school council organization being peer group for each other because right. they're all going through something and they can all speak with one another and listen and, and probably find a great deal of solutions within it themselves and feel supported because they can only get support you know, from admin, if they go in and present something and very often they feel a single voice, you know, yeah. and if it is like, well, these are the statistics, you know, that from others, you know, it, there's just another ripple effect that can come out of this right now. I mean, quite honestly, we all need a peer group, don't we? No matter what I, we're exactly. in.
1: And I, I actually, it's so funny, when we come into an organization, so we're say it's, I'm going to use a, what I can, I, I use a paramedic organization mm-hmm. so that when we're setting them up, the chaplain, who's does? He's not even a part of that group. who just come out to see what we're doing. Jaw drops, and can we can we use this with our chapters? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Then
2: yeah.
0: the
1: clini- the clinician on hand, who's their in-house clinician's like, oh,
0: I would love you- this too. <laughs> we have an
1: association. Could we set up? Like, so it's yeah. a, so every and even now, and that brings me to like a segue to an initiative that I'm doing right now. That's pretty exciting. I'm I'm actually giving my software to a nonprofit mm-hmm. and. Um, for the use of, um, uh, cause there's so much I'm doing right now. And I just, I need someone else to do this part, but every group I go to, whether it be paramedic fire police, and now even cause we're going into some like fortune 500 type companies, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. an accounting firm that, that wants to use it with their accountants, yep. but when I'm talking to a CEO or a VP or in the case of say paramedics, it would be like a deputy chief chief. Um, there's been a, a swath of suicides amongst senior management. Yes. It's a very lonely place at the top.
0: Very. And,
1: and so uh, when we talk about peer support, remember I said I go around the country finding all these peer support groups and they're amazing, which they all are. Uh, I haven't found a peer support group for senior management. Right. Because they're just too small. Like
2: yeah.
1: if you're a CEO, in your organization your peer support is you <laughs> there is no one else but the thing can't... is
0: they've got to have a facade for everything else god forbid they should ever ever be able to talk about the issues of what they're scared about because it's oh. everything is okay we're doing great right yes. they've got to be the cheerleader up there and oh. so yeah this is why having other ceos from other companies you know where we could be there for one another why not
1: (laughs) yeah so I'm setting So I've set up uh, an advisory and we're still bringing on people and we have this it's the beauty of this if it was just an idea you and I were coming up with I already know the hard road ahead to build a system to actually Mm -hmm. do that but the system's in there it's
0: just adjusted to to whatever title or or organization it is right the algorithm is there
1: so when I walk into an organization right away i so we we share this and I already know I'm just waiting for it. And then whoever the senior decision makers are like, okay, this is great for them. But what about us? Yeah. So right away I'm able to say, Oh, this is a group that can serve you. And, uh, um, and, and so, yes. So I'm pretty excited about that initiative. And, um, and again, I'm also excited about setting up those, especially when you have the best groups I love to come into is when I see a large organization, when there's a peer group um, that, senior administration said oh we have no funding for this
2: mm-hmm. and it,
1: it, like i there's a hospital in uh in minnesota right now just i won't say the name of the person i've not asked permission but but uh just really impressed where she was like we don't have any funding for this and she just got together with some nurses and said but we need it yes and her, so they just did it
2: mm-hmm. and so
1: they have a they have a group of peers that are doing this right now and so when i can come in when i find an org, a group of people like that to set them up is just so exciting because yes. The amount of workload to do a peer team, paperwork and calling, hey, someone that we had these six people, this happened. So we got to find these five people to call them. Did you call them and da, da, da. Yeah. For a volunteer to be doing that is just crazy. Yeah. And um, like in one group uh, that actually has a paid worker uh, was working 70 hours a month. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Just organized in a group of, uh, they have uh, only a staff of 350 and 70 hours a month. And after using our system, he says it takes him 10 minutes a month of what that 70 hours was. And right. now he's, now he's free to actually go and spend time with people like he originally got that job right. to do.
0: Well, you know, we know that you know, all the, the, you know, the administrative bureaucracy and all of that type of thing is where the time consuming is. And, you know, really what you want to do is be able to have time with that person. And so the, the quicker we can get there, the better. Um, You know the game the old stitch in time, you know, it's it's we don't want to get there after the problem has happened We want to get there, you know before or even while it's happening It's a different case altogether if it's already happened Right? it requires different um, expertise But I can't think of any group anywhere. I mean, I deal an awful lot with coaches solopreneurs and right now, during COVID, they're all battling just to keep a head above water, right? And so, somebody actually has set up a peer group for the um, entrepreneurs, uh, where they, you know, can come under, you know, maybe the the yoga teachers or the Reiki or this or that, and they can have that group and they, and be there supportive of one another. And I think this is excellent. Quite honestly everybody should have a peer group and no matter what you're doing, because that will bring us together better as a community and as a society. And, you know, this feeling, I've got to do it alone. I'm strong Mm -hmm. enough and I can't show anybody that bull that is just going to break you down and you're going to pay a price for it. So asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength because it means you care enough about yourself to get the help you need, so that you can continue to do what you're doing for others.
1: Yeah, and if and if if someone's listening that that is not even ready to ask for help, I know that you are told to like you got to talk, you got to ask for help. Um, There's there's baby steps you can take. Mm -hmm. You could just just go to a group that you know that bugs bugs you will bug you to talk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or or you could even just show up at a place where people are you can hear other people talking about what they're going through. And then sometimes that's encouraging enough to say, hey, I really I can now talk. I can trust this person. And so it's baby steps. You don't have to just right. pick up the phone and call a one eight hundred number now. But that if you can, that's great. Mm-hmm. But if but if but if it's a matter of just starting to show up and whether being on a Zoom meeting because of COVID right now,
2: yep. but just sort
1: of showing up at those community groups. Because they there's some that exist. And they're they're always welcome to have people join them and, and um, finding that and um, yeah.
0: I think one of the you know the one of the things from from doing this for the last eight years, um, the people who have gone through the process in life, you know, they found their strength, their courage, their instrument, you know, their calling in life. They've gone through the struggles. They know what it's like. So when people hear them, they're relatable. They're not you know having book learned and now you do this and now you do that they, they can speak to the struggle that they've had in life and now they can speak to where they're at and whom they're helping because of that struggle and because of what they've learned mm-hmm. and we learn best from people who are have gone through it who understand it you know people who who empathize with you but don't treat you as a victim yeah. That, that show you, you too have the strength and the courage to go through is you are not alone. And I mm. think this is, you know, for me, this is my community, self-discovery community. org is my community there where it, the more we come together and the more we support one another, the more we collaborate with one another, that mm. cohesive rhythm, algorithm, the more we're going to see, you know, uh, people being far more at peace with what they do and a more tranquil society out there i think a lot of the rage a lot of the anger a lot of the uh, disconnect is because people feel alone and so they they go to where the anger is and because it's an, an energy that can capture you very easily but if you feel supported and heard by someone you don't need to go down that road because we all want to be heard we want to know that we're counted right that somebody cares enough to listen to us
1: yeah yeah and it's and it becomes i would say it's less attractive The anger, rage, the mob. When you have uh, a sense of identity within a different community group, but when you have no community group, there's a subconscious pull into like a crowd getting together. You gotta join the crowd.
0: Yeah, and and it's so easy to get angry when you're frustrated or you feel alone, right? And you wouldn't get angry if if somebody was there to hear you because you felt heard and you felt that you're not alone and you can really tap into that strength. Um, so why would you go down that anger road, right? The people go down that anger road when they feel there's no other way to go.
1: So. There's, one, there's one unique thing we haven't talked about that I found um, 80% of uh, paramedic organizations in fire are in small little hamlets.
0: Like mm-hmm.
1: of, they have staff of 20 or 30 years. Right, and yes. And so we're talking, like, like I'm sure you're, what's, you're in Victoria, B.C.? Yes. And at, at this point, I'm in Las Vegas. And so when I, I always, whenever I go to one of these small little communities of, like, 500 people, 800 people in these communities, um, they, I usually get from a police force or a, or a fire group, well, it's lucky to be you guys. You're in big cities. Like, mm-hmm. those guys always have resources. And they talk about clinicians and this. Yeah. They have nothing um, everything's telehealth or this, yes. they have no community groups. And so th- there's a, again, there's a system that we're coming out with. So this is 2.0. It's uh it's called peer connect. And so we're putting an app up right now because they're not big enough to have their own app, right? They're not even big enough to have their own peer team. Like mm-hmm. if you have a, if you have a police force of 20 people or 30 people, um, if you have two peers, you vote on them, He's right across the office. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a very good chance he's the one you have a beef with, and so <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, yeah.
1: So um, so what we're doing with those groups, and it's amazing. There's a there's a police force called Duluth Police in Minnesota, and um, they, they're the ones who are going to take a, a big initiative with this. And we have a couple groups in Canada. I've been talking about whether they want to share their names now. Mm. Uh, but Duluth Definitely. is fine with it. And they uh, so shout out to them. Um, they they have a whole bunch on the north shore of Lake Superior. These small little hamlets with small groups of, mm-hmm. of police and fire, and um, paramedics, and all all around them. They have all it's up northern United States. All these little hamlets, and um, the suicide rate amongst police officers, I think, is four to one right now. Wow. The national average, but the the groups under fifty. Is actually three times more than an average police force. Mm-hmm. So those are the highest risk groups, and very alone. When you're in a group, where maybe you are struggling with your supervisor and a few of your staff members, it's a very small department. Some of them are in a trailer.
0: Right? <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, they're wearing and when, all of
0: the hats. Yeah. when you
1: move there, and you're you're posted there for ten years, mm-hmm. and and your your benefits are there, and you're in a small community, you have no community. So what we're doing is we're, we're setting up i I'll give you a case study story to help your mind. Um, so Duluth who has been set up with our app, they have their own app. This other one is for these small groups so that they can sign up a group of 20. So the chief of the, uh, Duluth could walk over to say, Grand Marine and say, hey, you have a group of 20 police officers. If you train two of them as peer supports, we'll add them to a shared. Right. A community so your, peer group, and immediately your group is going to see our thirty. Mm-hmm. So even though they have a staff base of twenty, they're going to see thirty-two peer supports. Right. And they can now curate down, and they can go to the next group. Hey, if you, if you guys train three out of your thirty, we'll share our thirty with right. you. Right. And so now that northern Minnesota, they can have a, a pool of two hundred peer supports, um, and be working together because actually in a fun, selfish way for Duluth police, um, sometimes you don't want to talk to someone in your own force.
0: No, you don't. You right. might be
1: more comfortable curating down that team. And actually, yeah. but some do have a couple people in their group and a couple outside, and they might be intrigued. I wouldn't mind adding this person that's way over there. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it's pretty cool. It's the
0: neutrality, isn't it? You, you, you don't want to be speaking bad about someone, but you've you got to speak. And so if you're speaking to someone else in the same field that yeah. understand it, but you, and they don't know this other person. So, it, you know, it's it's neutral ground.
1: So we've had about 300 groups now, small little groups, call us and they're just waiting for us to, learn, to set them up. The Good. And so we're pretty excited. And that model, by the way, can be used, you, you talk about other verticals. Yeah. So it could be faith groups, it could be mm-hmm who, uh, there are some hospitals that have a conglomerate of like 40 hospitals or 60 hospitals. Yeah. That could be a way for them to individually have their autonomy. So it's a federated system. So they might choose, no, we're not going to share peers with that group, but we'll share with this group. Um, it would allow a fire, say there's a small hamlet, they would share with a bunch of fire groups, but then they don't mind sharing with their police force in the same city, but it gives them the choice of who the peers are going to be in their
0: city. Right. You know, I I see this with the Dental Association. People don't realize that there's a high suicide rate in dental Right, and you know that they have their own practice. Maybe there's two or three dentists in there They can't talk to each other That type of community peer group from other things where they understand what they're talking about would work there You know the same with um, various other coaches or counselors or um gosh, I mean that this it, it, there is just every time when you look around there is something else that you can see that this yeah once, app will work i for. apologize
1: <laughs> i apologize sarah because once you understand the system you're just like everywhere you go it's like oh
0: yeah and exactly like, it, it, yeah. <laughs> it's a pop-up coming out that group that group that group that group and yeah this is moved. the village though I mean, you know, I'm saying we're only as strong as everybody as is the strength in the village. And because if, if, if there's a weakness in the village, it, it affects everybody. Right. And so the village needs to be there to support each other. But sometimes it's hard to do that. So why can't some people from the village next door kind of be that sounding board or, you know, be that support that you need. Um, we are in desperate need of coming together as community right now in the world, coming together in support of each other, coming together in kindness and caring. And it's most of the time, the problem runs into, I don't know who to talk to, there isn't anyone to talk to. um, I can't burden anybody with this. And so they carry the burden around with them. So I can't really think of any industry out there that doesn't need a peer group, (laughs) really. And especially,
1: you know, this is... uh, it's, Veterinarians, it's that's
0: the other ones I'm thinking. Vets, yeah.
1: And I, I do. It's beautiful when it, you can, from a utilitarian side, you could say we're saving money. Yeah. Just say we're just saving money. And it's beautiful when you can save money and do the right thing. Exactly. Um, and by the way, even if you couldn't save money doing it, you should still do the right thing. And uh,
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, in the long run, you do. You yeah. do save money, you know, yeah. when that person's not going on disability due to stress and or it hasn't got cancer due to stress. And, uh, you know, and that person is is happy to come to work. They yeah. enjoy what they do um, yeah. And, yeah. and they know they've got someone to talk to on the bad days when it's hard for them to cope with. You know, it's that's what the whole world needs is, is someone to support. And if we are there for each other in support, we're just going to see a a hell of a lot more people come together, being able to continue what they, they love to do, but we don't want the burnout. We don't want the suicides. We don't want the people walking away and say, I can't do this anymore. It's just too hard. If they have the support then they, they're going to go, I'm going to go back in and do what I love because I don't feel alone.
1: Totally. And that's a huge part. Like I I know, whether I remember the high school days, everybody remembers the good and the bad of high school. <laughs> you can get through a lot if you just have that one or two good friends. Yes. And if you don't, um, even the little things bother you. And uh, but there's so much resilience built in when you have uh, one or two, at least one or two that will stick by your side. Well,
0: and- you know, here's another group, you know, the, the suicide hotline, right? Yeah. Yes, you've got people who call it when they're right there, but what about the peer group for the kids? that are teenagers that are going through all the expectations and the peer pressure the wrong peer pressure you know yeah. what about them having uh, you know something there too yeah.
1: so if you have a listener if a shout out to so i'm kind of holding off the under 18 market uh the target group um until i actually collaborate with the right researchers yeah and we have a few researchers that i've just been getting into contact with but i'm, I'm looking for the right research group that actually uh, wants to measure that and make sure it's done safely. Yes. And uh, and uh, it, of course it's a safe system and it's a simple process yeah. but it's always good when we get into the young people that um, that we actually have the right. We're, remember I'm we're software we're not. We're, we're, so so I we, know but we, it's
0: it's connecting. It's it's yeah. the connection. We're looking at that connection and you know having done a great deal of shows on foster children where 70% of foster children end up in jail. And oh if God. if there is not a need for that peer group when they're being shoved from one place to the other, and they totally. feel like garbage and thrown out and nobody's going to listen to them. Uh, you know, boy, do they need yeah. a peer group, right? The, and not the peer group on the street trying Definitely. to get them to do something else, so.
1: Yeah, and so that's a, that's a good, um, like I guess a good um, takeaway. Like if you have a group out there that is running a foster system that would like to do this, I do have some universities or you may have one that wants to collaborate together. And I would love to collaborate to, to take it and let's, let's see how we can, what we can do with a group, measure it and actually share that within the foster care. That, that's actually my background. I, I did that for 10 years. I ran a, I, I didn't tell you this before, but when I was young, I was, I was, I think the youngest ever in our city, when I was 19, between 19 and 29, I ran an emergency group home uh, with foster kids. So I've had more than a hundred live with me so
0: you know exactly what it's like i'm going to introduce you to rob Shear, of Mm -hmm. comfort cases Uh, you two need to talk um because he's he was a foster child Okay. Um, he then fostered children and adopted them. His, his case story is absolutely amazing. I've interviewed him many, many times, but their organization just with the comfort cases instead of the kids having trash bags, they actually have bags to move their stuff around in. It has okay. now gone even deeper and broader and wider on what it's doing. So I think he will love what you're doing. So I'm going to introduce you two together um, because for me, it's uh, empower the kids empower the parents to actually be parents we're going to see a better society in the future and yeah. people need to know there's somebody there that's got their back when they need to talk to someone
1: yeah yeah and i and i, and I, I like the, the use the empower the parents to become better parents yeah and um i i know that with a parent it's using the parent if a parent has issues with substance abuse yes no matter how much you train them on how to make a meal or, or treat their yeah. child you have to deal you have to help the parent with Yes.
0: The they can't and, help the child until you've helped the parent.
1: Exactly. It's yeah. supporting supporting the supporter.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not
1: the phrase that's often used in the Minnesota circles, but if if you're going to help because there's a lot of people who have mental illness on the streets yes. who are struggling who have to integrate have to paramedics or police officers have to um, have intersect with them on a regular basis. And if we can actually help those paramedics who have, are four times more likely to commit suicide yeah. um and come along with this that stat becomes substance abuses and mm. all those issues that come with that um that if we can support that group we're actually supporting because there's lots of training out there I, i'm really fascinated with uh with some of these first responders groups there's huge pots of money and i'm very happy to train them on how to treat people who they deal with on the street yes and, and, and we need more need that training, training. Oh, and we need it and we need more of it and and that's and i love that but yeah. the budget's like this for that and yes. the budget is like and and it's in many cases there is no budget but what I mean, about- this
0: has been the outcry, hasn't it, about the defunding of the police. It's not it; it's refunding. It, yeah. You know, it's taking the money and putting it in with you. You take a counselor with you. You take somebody with you to these calls. Uh, let the person talk the person down, talk the reason and be there as the backup. It's not going in the guns a blazing, which is what it's become. And but so, the, you know, the balance needs to be there.
1: But supporting that um, that person themselves, whether it be the counselor, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the same thing, high risk and yes. uh, for, for a lot of these things. So uh, helping the counselor, helping the parent, helping the officer, helping the paramedic yeah. uh, with the issues that they're dealing with is only going to be better for the person that they're serving, whether it be yes. a child, if they're a foster parent, or whether it be like you want to support that person with their mental health. And because they're only, it, because then the other training makes sense. It just, it just, it actually connects with that person. Yeah. If like you can a Lego, Lego them, thing,
0: everything slots into each other progressively. Yeah.
1: You can train someone all you want, but if yeah. they're struggling right now, yeah. they're just clicking through that, uh, that, what, that, that slide yeah. deck, yeah. watching the video. <laughs> yeah. But if yeah. you can help them with their mental health, those things, they actually get interested in those things you're training them about.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's understanding where that mental health is coming from, Um, because we're seeing so much depression today and people, oh, snap out of it. Yeah, if it was that easy, we would. You know, I suffer from depression as well. Mine is to do with a disease that I have, and it's part and parcel of that. And when I get those down feelings of despair, there is no rationality. There is no intellectual on it. It is a feeling of hopelessness and mm-hmm. that is when they need to have somebody there to understand, you know, the, what they're going through and not persecute them for it, not punish oh. them, you know, and everything else and also not making them a victim because they don't want to be a victim. They just want to feel good again. And sometimes it's just having somebody there that cares. So there's so many issues out there in the world right now. And there's so many things that can be done. And you know, kudos to you for seeing a need. You know, This is always what I say is the best creativity is when somebody sees a need and steps up creatively and then just let it go. And as you see, you could see where this whole peer algorithm can fit into how many places a domino effect of spreading out because quite honestly we are hungry hungry each and every one of us for a connection mm. that can just simply hear us
1: yeah yeah well thank you that's and and I, I would say I would combine that like I said the people I meet that are already doing this that yeah. saw the problem the ones that are that are actually doing that peer support the humans that are doing it
0: Yes, and, uh, and let's the, give them better support. Let's exactly. give them support, so, they need to be supportive.
1: So back to what I was saying that it's great to support the paid groups, the groups yes. that are paid and have a budget, and I just love to support them. But it, my most exciting thing is to have that streamlined system given to those volunteer groups that, I didn't. I signed up to help people not do paperwork all day, and they're, they're volunteering their time to do this. And yes. so, um, to whether they're in a hospital. If, so if you have a group that's in a hospital that's listening to this, that's a, a, a peer supporter, and they've set up a system, or they want to set up a peer team, um, yeah, don't hesitate to reach out. And I can I'll support you all the way in what you want to do. So, Website,
0: how do they get hold of you?
1: Um, so it's it's first response M-H, as in mental health. So firstresponsemh.com. And we have a contact form there. Um, Depending on how many listeners, will I give you my email? Yes. <laughs> no. but that's up
0: to you. That's up to
1: no. you. No, actually, I, I, can, I can filter some of the things out. But, but Kevin at firstresponsemh.com. And uh, that would be my personal one and uh, with the organization. And so that's probably be the best way to reach out. And, and if you go onto the website, you can actually see a, a box you can fill out so you can fill out some information so you can be more specific about it. And that will go to the team. If you send me an email, you might be waiting two or three days.
0: Right, uh, exactly, because he's right. travelling around everywhere, and getting, getting people peered up together. you also had a link to in Canada a shout out you had I'm sorry you, you had a link the somewhere in Canada that you wanted to give a shout out to. was there a link there?
1: Oh okay, oh, conversation no,
0: back. I should have got you right there on the link <laughs> <laughs> well
1: there's oh well, there's many groups I want to like do a shout out to um but uh th- there's the original group I, I i don't have a link for them but i do want to say uh in thunder bay a mm-hmm. shout out to thunder bay that's a that's my hometown city and the 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 original paramedic group that uh that is is just rocking it right now and uh uh so a shout out to them superior north paramedics is, is the name of that organization and they're amazing by the way cuz it's no longer just them supporting themselves they're out sharing with other people and mm-hmm. helping them set up and just amazing group of people there
0: All all we need sometimes is that idea and go, well, what if? Let's give it a try, see what happens and create it and see who comes. Like, you know, the field of dreams, build it and see who comes, right? And we don't know what's going to work until we try. But we need the creativity right now because there is a need in so many sectors for so many things. And if people, especially with technology, can make things more simple, make things um, you know, magnified and magnitude of them. Then why not? You know, because this is what's needed. And if people, oh, all the paperwork I've got to go through—that seventy hours a month—you know, I'm down now to what thirty minutes or <laughs> whatever the case is. Uh, hallelujah! I can now go and do what I really signed up for. Totally. Right. So. And this, if you're, uh, and if
1: you've, if you actually, it's really fun. This is a group type that that really is exciting to work with. The group that has said, "I've built a peer team before, of thirty or 40 and and they gave up after a year
2: yeah and then i
1: built another one and they gave up after the year and then when we talked about well, what did you guys do well we just sat around talking about how we can help people but we never did we just right talked. we all sat around talking about it didn't know
0: how to connect to the people
1: yeah and then and now that for them to put a system in place where the system actually by doing it because now even the role of a peer support is oh i can actually make a phone call once in a all and i don't have to show up in your circle group I can can go on with my regular busy life, and then once in a while I get a notification that I can make a phone call, I can do that. Yeah. And and so so the ability for them to put, um, empower their peer supports and streamline it, it's really exciting for one who's already tried hard. Yes. And uh, And then to
0: finally see it connect, right? Yeah, the algorithm that connects them, which is really, really important. Now you have a um, a LinkedIn, um, and so people can get hold of you on LinkedIn, And your name, Kevin, uh, and then it's K-U-C-H-T-A, right? And your Facebook, uh, First Response MH. Uh, You've got a YouTube channel. um, What is that?
1: YouTube channel. Let's see here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, put me on the spot. I've what, put you on the spot. Yes, let me have you, a look at it. Um, if you go
1: to my website, uh, thefirstresponsemh.com. dot com, you everything me. is there. Everything will be there.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, but you've got a lot. You've got a podcast, yeah. um, which is excellent because I love podcasting. You know, podcasting is the way to go because it's the sharing of the knowledge, and it's also inspiration begets invitation. When people are inspired, they're invited to step up because mm. now they're inspired that this is easy or this I can do yeah. right now I'm I'm invited to step up because I understand what would be required of me and but also what will assist me in doing mm. what I want to do so podcasting is great so keep that up so uh, and the more we get the get out there it's it's more we gather people because we're letting them know it doesn't matter who you are or or what industry you're in every single one of us goes through a period where we wish we had somebody who understood that we could talk to uh, that we could just even get a little feedback just something where we don't feel we're carrying everything on our own shoulders and is there anybody out there that doesn't have that feeling that they feel they need to have somebody to talk to and if it can prevent losing lives prevent people becoming addicted or even pretend uh, prevent people from becoming violent which does happen um let us be there and support one another and prevent before we end up with a problem that we can't do anything about
1: yeah Yeah. well you you. you put it you put a. you put a great
0: Now, this has been great. And I really, you know, really, really kudos to what you're doing. Um, as I said, in in the years of my counseling and, and in eight years of doing this, I can just see the need for this peer group just multiply on so many avenues, because that's, that's what we're all looking for is that support. And the fact that you've you know, put this together and you're seeing how it you know, people are hungry for it. You know, they're gobbling that. Can I have this in my organization? Can I have this? Can I have this? And the fact that it It is easy for people to do because you've set it up in a way that it makes the system easy. And if the system is easy, then people are going to be more inclined to step up to actually do what they really want to do and not be caught up with all the system stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you.
0: Thank you very much. And again, I could say, you're um, going back to the site again uh, to make sure that people who are listening to this, it is first response md.com and you'll find everything up there
1: mh.com. Uh,
0: mh sorry mh uh, that's my not wearing glasses.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Braille, feel the way. <laughs> I'm getting new glasses, <laughs> the non-glare ones. Be able to see then. Um, but thank you so much, and and thank you for coming on and sharing with us. And and as I said, this is just wonderful. I'm going to introduce you to a couple of people, and uh, uh, this is just a system that is great. And you know, this is what I love about technology, when technology is used right. Look how it can help the human connection. Yes. Right. And, yes. and this is where technology is absolutely perfect, not mass destruction, but connection and yes. humans need to connect more and uh, having this algorithm that helps people connect more. Hallelujah. Thank oh. you. Thank you. So folks, until next time, please take a look at this site. Take a look at everything. You may have an organization that needs this. It's a brilliant idea. It's a simple system. And it means that you're there for your community, for your organization in support. As I said, don't wait for the problem to arise. Be there for each other in support so the problem doesn't arise. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.